that it's quite difficult to take martial arts photos because um, I've some of my clients that I go to regularly they've mentioned that a lot of them have had someone take photos but it just weren't good because even sports photographers struggle martial arts is so specific and so like intricate that you really have to understand the, the arts the movement you got to be a mover yourself you got to be a martial artist I think almost yourself Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're gonna dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. G'day everyone, George here from martialartsmedia.com and welcome to the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. So, awesome guest with me today, Francine Shaper. How are you, Francine? Good. How are you? Very good. I'm going to give a brief about Francine, but she'll fill in all the gaps. So Francine is from Switzerland and is a professional martial arts photographer. So Francine's taken 15,000 plus martial arts photos. And when you look at the photos that Francine takes, uh, you kind of can't help but do a little gut check and think, well, my photos aren't that great. So we're going to chat a bit about photos, why they're important, and especially for you as a martial artist, why do you need professional photos? And we'll get into that. But first, welcome to the call, Francine. Hello, thank you. Sorry, my, my kitten's distracting me. She's trying to climb up on me. Um, yeah, so, you know, some of you know me. Um, I'm Swiss. Um, I've been here for a while. Um, I am, in the first place, I'm a professional photographer. Um, and the martial arts kind of snuck its way into it. And I'll probably talk about that a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do for work. And, uh, yeah, that's a quick overview, really. That's super quick. But Well, well then... Go into the, like, how did the martial arts part fall into place? Okay. Well, look, when I started photography, I think I started photography about 10 years ago. So I've got a corporate background, business marketing background. Um, I've always had cameras. I've always loved it. Um, But then at some point I decided, okay, I'll just make this my business. God knows why, but I've done it. And, well, it actually started at... at, um, at uni when I was studying photography and we had to put together our final folio and we had to find photos that we wanted to kind of copy to, you know, to showcase that we could do it. And obviously as a martial artist, I thought, oh, I want my front page to be a really cool martial arts shot. So I started Googling and looking around and just having, I was, and it was really hard finding any decent martial arts photo. I'm not talking about somebody standing there with a gi or I was looking after for something more commercial looking, something like if you think of like a Nike, Nike or Adidas like um, campaign, something of that kind of matter. something really dynamic with a lot of elements that would make it look good. And I literally, I almost gave up and I just found this one guy 
in the States who does amazing uh, commercial photography and he did uh, tests with a very quick, like a very fast uh, camera and super fad. And they chose martial arts because it's very dynamic and they took a series of really cool shots and that was literally the only four shots I could find. And I Googled for weeks. I found personally were representing martial arts the way I thought it should be represented. Um, and that kind of got me into this whole thinking of like, well, why does nobody take photos of martial arts? So I think they should take them. Um, so yeah, so then I kind of went down that avenue and started taking photos for the Kung Fu school that I was training and teaching at and kind of get, got into it that way. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of why. So now that's kind of like a niche standing on its own because it's a very specific market. Yeah, awesome. So, and I think still today, it's hard. I mean, I've, I've been chatting to you a lot over the last few weeks. And so I've, I've seen the, the caliber of photos that you take. But every week I do presentations for our partners group. I typically, there's a few stock photo websites that I use. I mean, I've always got this thing about stock photos, but you know, for presentations, you can find super good photos. And that's good to paint a picture of concepts and metaphors. But the minute I try and search the martial arts space, the photos suck. They really do. Like it's very rare that you find a martial arts photo that looks naturally good. So you either get, they look just bad or they look over plastic that they, you, you wouldn't actually want to want to use them. What is that gap? Like what is missing in taking a great photo of martial arts? Well, I'm not quite sure what's missing. Like, cause I think it's, in terms as okay, like as a photographer, because you gotta look at two things. You gotta look at why are not more professional photographers taking photos of martial arts? But then I mean for a photographer to go and take photos for a client, the client needs to want the photos taken. So it's also a lack of of want from that industry or from our industry. I think that people are just not giving it the weight they should. As as I'm talking about martial arts schools owners, I think the headspace is not there to go like, oh, we need to get a professional photographer in to get photos taken because we need to look good on the, you know, on the internet, on on socials, on print for flyers. And um, I'm not quite sure why that is. I'm still trying to find that out. And I think it's gotten a little bit better. So you've got your occasional, you know, person who runs a school who goes like, yeah, yeah, we see the value, but it's very rare. Um, and there should be a lot more doing that. Um, so in turn, oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> she, she wants to be part of it. <laughs> She's like a ninja. Um, so in terms of like professional photos, um, so that's one. If you don't have people asking for it, obviously nobody's going to deliver the service. But I also think that it's quite difficult to take martial arts photos because um, I've some of my clients that I go to regularly. They've mentioned that a lot of them have had someone take photos but it just weren't good because even sports photographers struggle. Martial arts is so specific and so like intricate that you really have to understand the, the arts, the movement. You've got to be a mover yourself. You've got to be a martial artist, I think almost yourself, but that's in terms of professional photography. Like it's hard to find people that can actually shoot it. Like I've done it for a long time now. I'm pretty good at it, but, and then you've got the other problem of why don't martial arts academies do it themselves? You know, you don't always have to hire a professional. You don't always have to get me in. I mean, there's only one of me. Um, and if you look at like industries, like I'm going to say it again, Pilates, yoga, CrossFit, all of these, they, they don't always get professionals in, but they take really great photos themselves. I mean, they've got that and they know how to use it. They're just a lot more creative. They're, they're thinking about it. And if you look at their Instagram profile, it just looks really, really great. So I think, yeah, it's this two things. It's one of the 
there's not a lot of professional photos out there or a lot of people doing it, but also the actual um, industry itself, uh, people are not making an effort to, to, to look better, I guess. And I'm, I'm not quite sure why, because I know everybody's super proud of their martial art. You know, everybody's like walking like, oh, my martial art's best, or this is cool, or I love my club. It puts so much time in, and, and then I can't find any decent photos. So for me, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a bit of a gap there, which I'm trying to... Well, now that we talk about this, I talk about this when running ads a lot. You know, when you run ads, you've got a few photos of your favorite kids or something. And so you've got your favorites. And so in your gut, you really want that photo to be the winning ad, but it's not, right? Because the results say different. So there's an emotional attachment. Now, do you feel that maybe the problem here is that as a martial artist, you're attached, you're so emotionally attached to your art that when there's a photo of that taken, you might see a completely different perception of the photo than somebody else does as a first time, first timer. Because you look at the photo and you know, you know the effort and the technique that went behind that moment. But for somebody scrolling by, they just look at it and like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's there's a little bit of arrogance, I think. Um, <laughs> not wanting to sound bad, like I'm a martial arts in martial arts. No, no. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's not in a bad way, but it's, and it's good. It's healthy to have a certain arrogance and they're like, oh, and like you said, we all know how long, I've been doing martial arts for 20 years, by the way, so I'm not bagging the industry. I know what I'm talking about. We know how long it takes to take, to, to get like a, to do a flying sidekick or anything. And yes, you catch it, you go like, oh, it's amazing. And it's exactly what you were saying that I think the arrogance is like, oh, I'm teaching this amazing martial art. People will come without me having to actually, you know, make an effort or put something out, which is one problem. But um, yes, it's, it's, it is the emotional attachment. I think it's also a little bit of arrogance. I guess I wanted to say a little bit of laziness, but I think it's almost that it's not just a laziness. I think the whole visual representation of martial art, is just a blind spot. They don't think about it. And you might've been able to get away with it. Cause I look at, I mean, we've got like Blitz magazine, which I love the magazine, the content's great, but not wanting to bag them, but they look, they've looked the same since I don't know when, like I've got so many issues and they all look the same. So as a martial artist, it resonates with us. Cause yeah, we can see the technique. It looks cool. Awesome. Awesome. But like you say, if you're talking to a prospect, like a prospect or somebody who's never done martial arts, to them, it doesn't, they don't have, like you said, the emotional attachment. They don't understand the technique. They don't know how long it takes to get into that. So they need to see something that's more enticing, which, I mean, we have amazing weapons that look really cool. We've got really cool uniforms. You've got so many details that you could showcase in your academy where people go, wow, this is awesome. Uh, and it's, I also think it's a bit of a fear factor because people at martial arts, it's taking up martial arts is not like taking up yoga or Pilates, right? I mean, it's got this like looming, like, oh my God, am I going to, you know, beat people up? Am I going to get punched? What am I, what's, what's, what's this? Like, it's like this, it's like this closed group of like, you know, what we're doing, people are, it's like a bit of a, what do you want to, I don't know what, how to call that. It's like almost like that mystical type of, oh, martial arts, right? Oh, you're a martial artist. Oh, I need to be careful. You're going to beat me up. We all get that a lot, right? Yeah. So people don't really know about martial arts. The only thing that I think showcases martial arts really well is film. I mean, if you look at, at Marvel, like uh, Black Panther, that 
I'm going to use that as an example because they're using Silat, which is a style that my partner teaches. And that's a great vehicle because you can go, oh, have you seen Black Panther? Well, that's the, the movements, what he's doing. Most of it is Silat, not all of it. Most of it is Silat or Silat based. And they go like, oh, it looks like a Balinese dance sometimes. Yeah, it does. We do that too. And through visuals, you can get people to understand what you're doing. And video is great, but it has to be really well done. But photography is great too. And it's a lot easier and it's a lot quicker uh, if you know what you're doing. So I think, I really think the, the issue in, in our industry, it's a blind spot. It's just people don't take the time to actually think about it because maybe they never had to, but uh, with everything that's happening around us, now we have to, because we're not looking that good. We actually really don't look yeah. good. <laughs> um, yeah, visually, I mean, visually. Yeah, so what you're talking about there is just having the level of awareness. But I mean, let's also face it, right, for the average martial arts school owner it's it's not your fault either i mean you've got a lot on your plate you know so you're so much focused on what's happening here but now you've also got to pay attention about all right well let's perfect what's happening on the mats but then let's make sure that we can get that impression and capture it and display it on the online now there's a there's a few things here like like francine's mentioning you know the the mystical thing of martial arts a lot of people still feel that right so you've also got the balance right of who the media is going to because i mean it's either going to look super intimidating or or you know you're going to try and do something good and it's sort of not good my friend ken okazaki always says you know if you're going to do video either have it done professionally or not at all because trying to do it yourself in between just looks super bad yeah <laughs> but back on the topic you've got a lot going on you've got to take professional photos and maybe there's not so much weight focused on the, the importance of this but quick reminder of the world we live in right you know the number one question that i get asked from school owners is how do we get more students like how do we attract more students well let's start with media now there's this old saying of uh it used to be you are what google says you are <laughs> oh dear <laughs> <laughs> which still is true but when do people actually go to Google to search you up? Well, when they found you, right? So, so what was that first impression? For most running ads and doing marketing on social, it's, it's Facebook, right? So people see, get the first impression on Facebook. And if they want to, maybe for the percentage that want to verify who you are or find out more about you, they're going to go to Google, pop your name in and then see what they could find. But not if you didn't make the first impression. So First impression is media. An ad statistic is that an image, well, the media image or video plays, has a 70% weighing factor whether a person will pay attention to your copy. Now, written sales copy is super important, but what stops people in their tracks is the visual media. And I just wanted to highlight that because if you're not placing an importance on this, that's what, what's going on. And that's, that's why it's important to get this right. Correct. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. I think people know that people are trying, people, the industry is trying, but the problem is that what you said is true. Like it's true because we all, we wear all the hats, right? We do everything. We do the sales, we teach, we, we train staff, we, we clean, we, you do everything. There's just a lot to do. Um, but for some reason, photography always ends up like at the back of the list like it's really like at the bottom of the list and the problem is you can do whatever you want i mean you can you can have the most the best looking school with with uh, i mean i'm sure you've got students and everything but if you want to grow 
Um, and yes, at some point you have recommendation. If you're at a point where, you know, where you have a school that you've got great recommendation and that's how you get your people in, you probably don't have to make a big effort because like, you already get that, you know, you got the students, you get to around, you get people come in. But the problem is that you're still going to miss out on a lot of people who, who maybe would come in if they saw you online because you're really you're competing with with, an, with industries that re- look really good and for me it's just you know martial arts is such a great thing and it, it, it would help so many people that I think a lot more people should take it up but like what you said like the photos that are out there are just not doing the job like they're not like I'm not you know not all of them but the majority that I see it wouldn't make me want to go there because you can't like what you said it, it looks where well, you've got a gym and for example, you do your boxing or your Muay Thai class or something, let's say like a fitness boxing class, but with pads and stuff and everybody's wearing helmet gear, whatever. And, and you've got photos of that. A, the photos are probably too dark. They don't look good. They're not enticing. And for a mom looking for a school for the kid, they might go, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to look at this. But then she's not even going to look at, do you have a program for kids or do you have a program for women? It's difficult because a lot of us have a lot of like, we've got the same. We've got like a, you know, a combative uh, thing and we've got the... Every martial art has that. We've got a combative side, we've got a technique side, and we've got the forms. So there's something in there for everybody. With the photos you put out, especially the ones that are like, your, you know, your banner in Facebook, which is obviously a lot of times the worst, the banner on Facebook, the first thing people see on your website, you have to figure out something that is general enough, just a really great shot that then people go and look for more and then they find out everything else you do. And that's where we fall flat and... Yes, sometimes it's, a, I mean, I don't know if you've, those of you who know me probably know my warrior series that I've done, like these really like, uh, you know, these scenes of martial artists doing something in, um, in the forest or at the beach or in the snow. I've done a whole series. And these photos really catch people's attention. And it's funny because I think I'm going off track a bit, but the, the funny thing for me is that the feedback I get is from mostly from friends and people that never showed interest in martial arts at all. Like my friends, they're all doing their yoga, they whatever, you know, they was like, yeah, she just goes and beats up people. And now they saw, and when they started seeing that series that I did because I wanted to show a different side, um, suddenly like, oh, so what's this? Oh, that's karate. Oh, so why is that? How is that different from that? Oh, well, they're using weapons. They don't. They have this thing. Okay, that's what they do. And suddenly there was a lot of interest about, oh, so why is this dude wearing that? And what is he doing? And uh, what's this name again? And oh, can you, can you, is that difficult? Could I do this? And there was so much interest. That's from my closer, you know, friends who never, ever showed any interest. And suddenly they want to know what's the difference between karate and kung fu. So you got to create, imagery and i know like i mean those kind of photos you probably can't do them yourself but you can do better than what i see you can do a lot better than what i see so yeah that is why we have you on this call right i know we've emphasized a lot of the problem and but it's so important to really grasp the importance of this because right now you know especially after the time of recording this podcast there's been some crazy times with pandemic and all the rest um everybody's online And with everybody online, competition goes up. So being mediocre is not okay anymore. You need to have good media to stand out from the crowd. So the question is, how do we do that? If we're to discuss like the top three things, what do we need to know to take better photos at our martial arts schools? Well, I think the first one is just just understanding that you have 
to spend some time on this. And I mean, some of us are still here. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. So, and there's no excuse anymore to go, I don't have a DSLR camera. You've got, everybody has got a camera. I mean, and they, those cameras are really bloody amazing. And then also, you know, there's a very, um, it's a saying of a photographer who said, it's not the camera. Well, it said, it's not the most, the single most important component of a camera is the 12 inches behind it. So that's you. So it's not, you can have the crappiest phone camera or the best DSLR, it's not about, it is about the device, but it's about you and what you, what you do with it. So you actually, nobody has an excuse to not take at least decent photos these days. No one. Days. Especially if you have, like, if it's not your thing, a lot of the martial arts uh, academy owners I know have kids, teenagers, they know how to use their phone. Just get them to take photos. So I think one thing is just to understand that photography should really be a lot higher on your list than it is at the moment. The next one is then to go and just, just you know, um, explore it a little bit, you know, figure out, okay, well, I've got all these devices. Maybe you've got three phones, you've got a camera, and just go and, and, and start looking at things. So the, the one, the, the biggest thing for me when I, you know, I teach photography as well, when I tell people about photography, I teach photography, uh, I tell them you've got to learn how to, to see. You've got to completely relearn how you're looking at things, like look at your surroundings. What's the light like? What do you like about your academy, for example? Or what, what, is, what are things that, that ca capture you? And then take, try taking a photo of it. But you've got to retrain yourself to look at the world like a child, you know, like a curious child. And that's the second one that is really important, just to get that kind of headspace a little bit. And then and the third one is just take your camera and just start shooting just try and, and fail and, and, you know, go to people that know what they're doing. Ask me, ask someone else, go online. I mean, there's so much online uh, about how can you use your camera, what to do, what not to do. Just start the process, but yeah, put it higher in your list. Then just find a bit of curiosity about how you see the world. And the third one is then just get into your camera and just, just get to know it better because you have all the tools. There's no excuse to take shit shots. In my opinion, there really isn't. If you can't take them, give them to your daughter, your, your friend or whoever, or your student or a team member, get them to take the photos, but there really isn't an excuse and you can really close the gap. I mean, I'm probably up here obviously with what I'm doing, but you can, you can get closer to that. With, with not that much, a little bit of effort, but it's totally doable. Like there's no excuse. Really. Okay. So, so let's, so let's make it more practical, right? Uh, you as a school owner, you're standing in the middle of your dojo in the, on the mats or whatever. What are the things I should be looking for to change the environment to be able to take better photos, lighting well, <laughs> environment, and so forth. Yeah, the first thing is knowing, you know, knowing what you're dealing with. So photography means painting with light. So you've got to look at your lighting situation. Best thing is natural light. What kind of light have you got? Do you have colored, colored walls that might reflect and make my skin look green? And I'm sitting here because I know that the light is good. I'm actually facing a window because I know the light's great. If I turn my camera around this way, that's not good. So that's a crap shot that's a more flattering shot. So just things like that, where you just kind of walk around and just figure out, okay, what, what makes, what looks good. That's a big first step. Yeah. And just also looking at, you know, does your dojo look as good as you think it does? Is it maybe a little bit messy? Could you put the beans out of the way? So they're not in every photo. Uh, which way does your class face? Like, are they actually facing the light when you're taking photos? And I keep telling uh, martial arts academies, like, uh, and I think we've been talking about that a lot. It's just, don't just go, I've got five minutes, I'll take my phone, take a quick snapshot, walk off. And then in the end, you just got a very like average, well, I don't know what, I took a photo off shot. 
you like every Saturday morning, it's photography. Like everybody knows Saturday morning, we're taking photos because there's natural light. Everybody comes in, they're pumped, you know. I get the feedback a lot that as soon as I turn up with my camera, suddenly other, all the horse dancers are as low as they've ever been. So make it an event, you know, In, involve your students, turn the class around for once and make them face the light so you get better photos uh, and then turn them back around for the, for the rest of the class. So there's a lot of really small things that you can do that will, that will get you from here to here very, very quickly. Like it's, it's not rocket science. You just have to, somebody has to tell you, I guess, and then you've got to just think about it. Yeah. That's it, right. And uh, learning from you the last couple of weeks, I've kind of noticed that it's not rocket science. It's just, I don't know it. And when I know it, um, the next time I take a photo, I'm just going to go in with that level of awareness because I just needed to know. Good point you mentioned there. Is social media painful on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, schedule in your photo day, right? Because if you've got one photo day, I think everybody's going to maybe just, you know, the hair. take the clean, take the clean gee versus the old oh, one, yeah. the dirty <laughs> one. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People will maybe just be a bit more attentive to themselves there, you know, for them. And you know, people want to be proud as well, obviously, of, of the photo, of being on, on good photos. Then you were saying face, so make sure the light is behind you, right? Or yeah, so when you're taking the photos, so it's the Miyamoto Musashi, you never, you always fight with, uh, with the sun in your back, yeah? So when you are taking photos, obviously it's different for me now because I want the light to fade because I'm, well you know because it's the other way around so you want to have the biggest light source which usually is your windows if you have them if you have light that comes in on this uh from this level uh yes you want that to be behind you because then if people face you which they probably should you're going to have nice lit faces if you turn it around they're going to be dark it can work but that's a lot more that's that's once you know the rules break the rules first of all just yeah just just keep to that so that's a big one already um and then it's also you know don't just you're martial artist and i hate it when i see people go like oh click i'm on, on my tummy a lot like i'm literally laying on the floor taking photos facing up i go i start yeah i climb onto desks and chairs and things like that just to get another shot and you gotta move you know and and stop taking photos from the sidelines like you don't stand on the side of the mat to take a photo of your class i mean you're part of the class for those of, of you know who know me i'm right in there like when i'm taking photos i don't know anyone i'm just okay i'm here and i'm just literally next to people they're doing they're doing whatever they're doing i try not to get hit at least i know what i'm doing so it's good and then i just circulate and i just take photos within the action so so don't be afraid to go in and just give it a go and try and if people know you it's easier because then you're going to get reactions you're going to get a smile you can call them by their names they look at you especially kids you go like ah johnny do that again and they do it again and they get all excited and you involve people so it's a really good retention tool as well if you involve your students and you say, hey, you're going to be the face of the academy, we have a photo day, and you just create a bit of a hype, which especially the parents love it. Like, they love it. Um, yeah. There's a lot you can do. A lot. There's so much you can do. Yeah. Right. So angles, don't be boring. Don't just flick it. Make sure your finger's actually not on the camera as well, on the, on, in front of the lens. <laughs> Get down, take it up. What would be the benefit of taking a photo up versus... Down, for example. The benefit is also if you've got a really messy area. And so sometimes you might feel like, okay, the kids look, let's look kids, for example, the kids are looking this way. I'm obviously taller than the kids, but now I've got the perfect light on their face, but now I've got the reception area with all the parents and all the, all the crap and everything in the background, which I don't really want. So if I'm taking a photo standing up, I'm going to have everything in there and the kids will be part of it. If I'm just laying down and I'm lower than the kids, 
A, I'm going to lose the whole background because the kids are then taller than me. And also with the kids, it gives them like a little bit of like that kind of superhero look, you know, that kind of like looking down type of thing. And, I, and it, it looks really cute. It actually works really, really well. Another example of going up with an angle, I took a photo of my sensei in, in Zurich and he, I think he just turned 65 and he just wanted to get some good photos. I happened to be there. So we did a shoot with his students and he's like, oh, but I want a shot of myself. And uh, yeah, the replay hit with replacement. So oh, my kicks are not that good anymore. Nah, not a problem. So I just went down. I did the angle shooting up. He did a pretty decent kick, I have to say, around roundhouse kick, um, but it just looked higher because of the angle, because it enhances and it makes it just look a little bit more dynamic. Shooting down, uh, if you have, especially women, we don't want to have a double chin, so never do the, you know, like the earthworm <laughs> look. So you just want to be, you want to be aware of that because you want them to look flatter and you want them to look good. And it also kind of looks cool if you're shooting down, if people look up, if you have down lights, because a lot of academies have those down lights that casts a lot of shadows. So if you're higher and you call them, they look up, at least their faces are nicely lit and you can actually see people. Because uh, the big problem I see when I look at martial arts Facebook pages is that the, the photos are often quite dark and you can't really see people's faces. And if I'm looking to train somewhere, I kind of want to get a feel of who's training there, who could be my training buddies. So it's important to show people and, and you know, show friendly faces, focused faces, things like that, but you need them to be lit. So yeah. Perfect. And then one last question, I think just for, for this as a, as a good tip, what about mirrors? How do you work with mirrors in your school? Well, mirrors are, are usually good because they reflect light. You always want to think the brighter the colors, the more reflection you get, which is good because you want as much light as you can possibly get. Like if, if it looks, it's better too bright and too dark. So mirrors are very good. They can be tricky in terms of taking photos because yeah, you're photographing what's mirrored. Um, so we have the problem in our academy that the mirrors reflect the entrance which is great for us when we're teaching because then we can see who's coming in while looking in the mirror. But in photos, it, it looks super messy. So you just have to use a bit of an angle. Uh, what I often do is I just kind of go onto an angle and have the mirror on a diagonal going in. So you've got the class here and then you can see the reflection of the class in the mirrors. And you can catch really cool expressions like that too, just shooting through the mirror. And you get repetition of movement and it makes the class look bigger too. So with mirrors, it's just about being aware that you've got the mirror there and using it to your advantage rather than having it annoy you because you also want to make sure you're not in the shot. Like you don't want to be standing there with your camera. Uh, so once again, if you go really low, usually you can see people's feet and you can shoot up and it, give, yeah, it gives you really cool angles to just more creative angles, really. That's what yeah. we're after. You want, to, you want to just show the whole 360 degrees of what we're doing and not just class shot, class shot, class shot, class shot, which is pretty much most of what I see. Super. That's gold. So to add a few resources to, to this podcast, first up, I'm going to include some of Francine's photos on this page. So within the transcript, which you'll be able to download. Also, while we've been talking, uh, Francine has been hosting, well, I've been co-hosting with Francine, the Martial Arts Smartphone Photography Masterclass. So all this stuff that we are talking about, we're doing a six-week program where we're sort of breaking down how to get your artistic eye, even if you don't have a creative bone in your body, but how to like really pay attention to this awareness, the things that you've got you to look at, the tech, which is really minimal, what you've got to do, because you don't need to have a super smart, uh, smart camera. And we're really teaching you how to take epic photos without having to call Francine up once a week to <laughs> fly over or whatever to, to visit your school. 
If you'd like to know more, there'll be a link below where you can, that you can access. But the first thing that I want to actually include is a part of, our, uh, of week one. Um, and this is for you to really, to really take a look at your page. So if you had to go look at your, your uh, the easiest thing to do, click on your Facebook page, click on photos, and I'm going to include a PDF. It's called the existing photo assessment. So it's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten, ten things that you can assess to look and pinpoint like what it is that you need to improve. Right, so 10 simple questions, uh, just a little checklist, yes, no, maybe, and it will give you a good idea of what it is that you need to do to lift your game. That's that. Anything to add on, on that, Francine? Well, yeah, so I think uh, the assessment is really good, including that, because it's a big, it always starts with looking at what you have. Um, and, then, and then that's already, your awareness is already going to go up, because essentially, in the course that we've been putting together those six weeks essentially i'm actually going through everything that we learn in photography uni like i'm literally really actually teaching you to be a professional photographer but i'm taking snippets out that make it very relevant to your school and also that you can do with your phone um so and, and what we know it's it's not camera it's just about you thinking differently and and it's i love teaching this because I can see, like with the people I do one-on-one, -on -one, I can see light bulbs go up. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know my phone does that. Oh my God, even if I just shift from here to there, gee, that makes a huge difference. So those little oh my God moments, um, yeah, so you should have plenty of those. And even just doing that assessment sheet, that should already make you feel like, oh yeah, okay, my academy is a bit dark. Maybe that's why my photos are dark. Um, realizing the problem is one thing and then you can start slowly, you know, building towards fixing it. It's really not that hard at all. Like it's, it's, there's no excuse not to not to get better photos. It really isn't. Totally. And, and I mean, what I'm getting from it is, you know, you don't have to, I mean, the goal is not, not for me and probably not for, you know, most people listening is to become a professional photographer. But hey, maybe you do have a student or an instructor that really wants to uplift their game that you can train. Uh, we, we, we do that within the program as well. But uh, it's getting the practical knowledge that's just going to uplift your game. And remember the end goal here is, hey, you're in the business. If you want to grow the school, which I know most people that are listening to this podcast do, then this, this is a big part of doing that. And there's two ways to do that, is to hire a professional photographer on a week-to-week -week basis or once a month or, or something like that. Um, <laughs> Francine says there's money, but um, I'll share your contact details in a minute. And if, if that's something that you want, by all means, that's, that's the path you should go. Um, but if you... If you, it's something that you just want to, you know, one of those skill sets that you just want to master and have it in-house and know that, you know, when you've got classes running and your instructor grabs a, a camera, that you're getting the best visuals taken at the moment. There's nothing more than instant now, good photos taken in the moment, shared today. Your students see it. They're actually proud when you tag them. You know, they're not embarrassed because their face was all skewed or they look weird. They actually feel good about you being, about you tagging them and they share it. And, you know, there's half your marketing done for the, for the day. Just wanted to add, add to that. So if you do want to instead say, hey, Francine, come and visit our school. How should people do that? 
Uh, well, it's easiest to contact me either on Facebook. I've got the Martial Arts Photography International Facebook page, or I've got the, you can just Google Martial Arts Photography Australia. I'm the, the, the first one up. I'm the pink logo, the, the Chinese stamp. Uh, you really can't miss me. Um, just yeah, send an email, call me. My, my phone number's out there. And what I meant with this is like, I'm happy to go everywhere every week, but the problem is there's one of me and I can't be everywhere. And it's going to start costing you a lot what George is saying, it's a tool, like we're giving a tool to, to really be able to, to jump in when, when the action's there, when I can't be there and actually really take photos are much better. So I think it's exciting. Like I'm, I want to help the industry look better. That's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. And if you just want to contact me to ask questions and you've got problems, just, just contact me and we'll have a chat. Uh, always happy to, to talk and help. Yeah. Awesome. I'll put the link out. Just go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash photography-masterclass. So martialartsmedia.com forward slash photography-masterclass and there'll be details there. And if you go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash blog, just look for this podcast episode and you'll be able to download the existing photo assessment right there. Francine, thanks so much for hanging out today. It's been awesome. No problem. Come on, little. Great. Good day, kitty cat. Francine, thanks so much. I'll speak to you soon. Oh, talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group and in there, I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community, and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group. So martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P. Uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group. That will take you straight there. Uh, request to join and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.